It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. If defense wins championships, just hand us the trophy now. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 10th, 2019. My name is Philip Ross and I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk all about the Magic's win, 97-88 win over the Atlanta Hawks as they move to 3-0 in the preseason Talk about what went right, what went wrong, as we're now halfway through the preseason, at least the preseason games. Talk about where this team is at as they prepare for the regular season. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast for every single team in the NBA covering their team with the same kind of local expertise that you'd expect from someone like me who follows the team every day. Whether it's looking back at the Atlanta Hawks and listening to Locked On Hawks to get their perspective on the Magic's game Wednesday or looking ahead to Friday's game against the Boston Celtics with Locked On Celtics, you could find a podcast for you covering your team or second favorite team or third favorite team or 29th favorite team. I don't know what. You can also check out Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball for national perspectives on the NBA as well as the fantasy perspective. Plus, we've got NFL, MLB, and college and now hockey podcasts too. Find your favorite team on the Locked On Podcast Network to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for wherever you download podcasts today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic had essentially packed it in for the day. Early in the fourth quarter, the Magic starters were done. They were on the bench, and Evan Fournier didn't even play. Aaron Gordon essentially knocked out of the game. Not knocked out of the game, but he played eight minutes, but did not return after those eight minutes after taking a shot to the jaw on the opening play of the game. The Magic were essentially pretty much done with what they needed to see from their key players, and only really Markel Fultz, Terrence Ross, and Mo, and at that point, Mo Bamba remained on the floor uh, as players of any consequence for this team. But that's not what this preseason's about. That's not what each game is about to Steve Clifford. It's to Steve Clifford... There is a standard to live up to. There is a way you have to play at all times, and letting it slip even for a moment, even with the bench guys, is potentially poisonous to everyone. 
Because the margin for error is still very, very small for this team. I, I, I think it's wider, perhaps bigger, or perhaps the Magic have more margin for error this year than they did last year, but I don't think it's very much. And so when Atlanta, still with many of their starters in, granted, no Evan Turner, no Chandler Parsons, no uh, some no some of the some of Atlanta's key players were out. But Trey Young was still in there. DeAndre Hunter was still in there. Jabari Parker was still in there. And Atlanta cut a nine-point magic lead in the fourth quarter down to two with about eight minutes to go. Steve Clifford was not going to let that rest. And the Magic came out and scored five quick points to get the lead back up to seven. A Markel Fultz drive off an offensive rebound. Uh, Terrence Ross three. And the Magic were able to cruise to the victory, 97-88. to 88. The, the Magic's bench players came in, their deep bench players, the Hawks' deep bench players came in and that's how preseason games are supposed to end. That's how preseason games are supposed to go. Frankly, if the Magic had lost this game, I wouldn't have considered it the end of the world. But that's not how Steve Clifford's wired, obviously, and that's not how he should be wired. The Orlando Magic are trying to play to a higher standard at all times. And this was a game, for really the first time this preseason, that tested their ability to stick to that standard. To stick to how they need to play, to stick to their identity. It's the first game that more plainly exposed their weaknesses and what they still need to work on. Against the San Antonio Spurs, the Magic just steamrolled them. Went on a big run, their offense got going, and maybe covered up some of those flaws to the untrained eye. Against the Pistons, Steve Clifford uh, pointed out specifically their transition defense as something they struggled with, and it was indeed something they did struggle with. But again, the offense covered up much of those problems. In this game, the offense did not cover up any problems. In this game, the offense was a struggle. Orlando scoring only 97 points, of course. But shooting... Just 37.6% from the floor and 10 of 34 from beyond the arc. The Magic committing 16 turnovers, or 18 turnovers, excuse me. One of the most, the most that they've committed in the preseason so far. Against an Atlanta team that, mind you, isn't very good defensively. At least they weren't last year. Orlando struggled to spread the floor, to create those paint touches that they value so much. Some of it, perhaps, they weren't posting up Nikola Vucevic enough. Some of it, perhaps, you know, they were working on other parts of their offense. Who's, who's to know? But Orlando's execution for the first time this preseason wasn't sharp. For the first time this preseason, it looked like a preseason game for the Magic. They were not sharp. They were not good on that end. Yet, Orlando was always in control of this game. As much as Orlando struggled to to generate much of anything offensively, even the strong Atlanta Hawks team, their strong offense, was not able 
to beat them, to blow them out of the water. And Atlanta themselves shot just 33.8% from the floor, 11 for 40 from beyond the arc. They had 27 turnovers. They certainly looked like it was a preseason game. And it was a preseason game, so stats aren't super important. But Orlando, as sloppy as they were offensively, were pretty on point defensively. They turned things up a notch. They were trapping and getting deflections and steals and and just making life hard for the Atlanta Hawks. Their only issue def- they had two issues defensively, giving up offensive rebounds and committing fouls. Steve Clifford said, I think yesterday, uh, two days ago. Beating the Hawks is a, is, will take second and third efforts defensively. Magic had really strong first efforts. Maybe that second effort wasn't always there. It's preseason, so you don't excuse it, but you understand it. But Orlando was able to control this game because of that defense, because their defense is at that level already. Their defense is playing very, very well at a high level and taking it to opponents. Taking it to teams and just suffocating them. Jonathan Isaac is everywhere. He made John Collins' life a nightmare once again. Michael Carter-Williams was smothering teams. The Magic's defense was 8th in the league last year, 2nd in the league after the All-Star break, or after January 31st. We already know that this is an elite defense, or can be an elite defense. And there still seems no reason to think they will not be elite again this year. With the way they play defense in the preseason, it is certainly looking like their length is going to be a real problem for a lot of teams. Remember back at Summer League two years ago with Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba there, how the Magic were just crushing teams, not even letting them get into their offense because that length was so difficult to work around. That's how it felt early on in this game. That's how it felt for much of this game. Even using Terrence Ross as a bit of a rover to trap and, and, and get after teams. Really, really hurt them. The Magic really, really, really chased this team hard. And that's how, and Orlando's ahead of the curve defensively. Everyone kind of knows their role. And again, the fouling was an issue and, and all that stuff. But this was a dominant defensive performance by Orlando. Following more dominant, you know, pretty solidly dominant defensive performances throughout this preseason. And that's this team's backbone. There are going to be nights where the Magic can't hit shots. And frankly, I think Evan Fournier's absence, he sat sat out the game with rest, to rest. And then Aaron Gordon going out, you quickly saw how, how the Magic ran out of shooters. I think Atlanta was able to, to pack the paint and close down driving lanes 
because Orlando really only had Terrence Ross as a reliable, Terrence Ross and DJ Augustin as reliable perimeter shooters. Ross was four for 13 from beyond the arc, taking some quick threes, mind you, but four for 13. The only other player who hit more than one three pointer was Jonathan Isaac at two for four. Aaron Gordon was one for two. DJ Augustin missed all three of his three pointers. Melvin Frazier hit a three pointer. Not a lot going on from beyond the arc. Aside from Ken Burch hitting his in the fourth quarter. There are going to be nights like this for the Magic. Where the offense just doesn't seem to get off the ground. Yet, the Magic should still feel comfortable and confident that they can stay in games if they approach the game the same way they approach this game. If they're able to use their defense, their suffocating defense, as a backbone. As the thing that drives this team forward. They can do that. They can be that team. Very easily. They have the tools. They have the talent. But it's going to take really focused efforts. Like this one. Where you turn that defense into early offense. And that's obviously been part of the Magic's issue. Is they haven't quite gotten there. If, if the offense has, has one weakness, it's been that transition into, into, the offense, into the fast break. They're a little bit sloppy in fast breaks. And this was the first time the Magic really turned the ball over a lot. It's the first time where the Magic looked really poor offensively in, in any real way. They certainly still have time to straighten things out and get things turned around, and it's really not that concerning because I think so much of so much else of the offense has worked so well. But defense will be the key to this team doing anything this year. If the Magic want to compete for the playoffs, it will be because of their defense. If the Magic want to be a top four seed, it will be because of their defense. And I think the thing that we have learned halfway through preseason, the thing that we have learned at this juncture is that this defense is going to be there for them. That they have put in the work, they're willing to fight, they're willing to scratch, they're willing to claw to be an elite defensive team. If they're not, it's going to be a long season. And they know it. And so defense is once again this group's backbone. Before we go through the final stats, I want to let you know that Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter the code Locked On at checkout. Again, that's $30 off your purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. Just enter Locked On at checkout. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's run through the final stats of this game. Like I said, it was it was an interesting game because Orlando was without Evan Fournier. So I think we we got our first kind of look at this team uh, if when they're a little bit undermanned. Uh, Wesowundu uh, was out. He's nursing a little bit some soreness. Uh, they played Mobamba limited minutes. He's also limiting, um, you know, limited by soreness. Um, Evan Fournier got got the day for rest. I suspect that Aaron that that a couple players will rest on Friday against the Celtics. Um, Aaron Gordon played only uh, seven fifty two of this game, so about eight minutes. So really, just that first opening stint um, because he took an elbow to the chin or to the jaw uh, from from uh, Alex Len coming around a screen, um, but. Really, he showed no worse for the wear. I thought Aaron Gordon was very, very good in this game. Uh, five points, two for four shooting, two rebounds, and, and an assist. Um, I I loved how Aaron Gordon was playing. I've loved how Aaron Gordon's been playing throughout much of this preseason. He's playing really within himself and just shooting a lot more efficiently. And I think the Magic trusts him to be a little bit more of a playmaker. So I, I think there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to Aaron Gordon. So keep an eye on him uh, throughout the season. I'm, again, very, 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 very excited about what he can be this season. Um, but still some interesting performances to talk about. Um, and, and I'm going to avoid Markel Fultz. We're not going to talk too much about Fultz. I'll just say six points, two for 10 shooting, three steals, two assists, one turnover. Good to see the turnovers down. Um, I thought that, again, he does a really good job getting into the lane. Uh, I think that his shot is still a work in progress. He's still learning how to finish over people. Uh, he's got that nice stop, spin, pull-up jumper. Um, that he likes to favor, but still not a lot of spot-up opportunities. Um, not a lot of things going on outside of the paint for him, but otherwise his defense was very, very good. Um, you know, I think he's a, a very strong individual defender, and I, I think that's been a nice surprise, not surprise, but a nice development for this team and, and why he's going to fit in so well with this group. So that's all I'm going to say about Marco Fultz. I don't want to harp on him too much every game. Terrence Ross, the quote-unquote star of the game, 20 points, 7 for 17 shooting, 4 for 13 from beyond the arc, 4 assists, Two steals, two turnovers, two blocks. Um, I thought that Ross was a little too quick to shoot threes. I think one of the biggest problems the Magic had, the Magic had two big problems offensively in this game. And they shot, obviously, sub-40, so not a great offensive game to begin with. But I thought the two big problems were the Magic were settling for early three-point shots. So a lot of three-point shots where the ball didn't get into the paint. The big thing the Magic stress is paint touches get the ball into the paint, cause the defense to collapse, then kick out, and then you can attack. And I think the Magic have tried to do that a lot through motion and screening this this preseason. Not as much not as much pick and rolls, which is what they relied on a lot last year, and not as much post-up specifically to Nikola Vucevic. So the Magic are trying different ways to get into the paint. This game, they kind of got caught. Um, they weren't able to get off the bounce. They weren't able to to create the, the cutting and passing to, to attack rotations. Atlanta, to their credit, give Atlanta all the credit. They played some very good defense throughout this game. DeAndre Hunter, the rookie from Virginia, was fantastic defensively throughout the game on whoever he was guarding, whether it was um, Aaron Gordon. I think he, I thought he matched up with him a few times and, and made some nice stops on him. Whoever it was, he was playing great defense. And, and I think Atlanta, you know, I, I'm not sold that Atlanta is a playoff contender at all. I think that their turnovers are still going to hurt them. They're still a very, very young team and very, very sloppy. And I know that they were down some some key veterans. Uh, but uh, Alan Crabb and Evan Turner, 
Um, but I, I think Atlanta's defense will be much improved if what they showed today or on Wednesday was any indication. So Orlando faced a team that was playing some solid defense, um, forced a lot of turnovers, uh, really got into them a little bit and, and made Orlando difficult. So I thought Orlando was forcing a lot of action, was trying to create things that maybe weren't there. And Ross was guilty of that. I think I thought a lot of his three-pointers were kind of quick trigger shots, not enough passing, no paint touch, not really in the flow of the offense, just kind of firing out, you know, not out of frustration, but just firing a little bit, firing a little bit out of out of sync, I would say, from from where the offense is and, and where the we know the offense can operate. However, when the Magic needed a big shot, when the Magic needed big moments to seal this game up, Terrence Ross was there to deliver. That's just what we expect from Terrence Ross at this point. That, you know, he can shoot. You know, he can miss five shots, but when you need him to hit a shot in the fourth quarter to seal the game or you need him to string together two two big shots in a row, he's going to hit those two big shots and change the momentum in the game. And that's what Ross did in this game. So Ross, I thought, did a good job cutting, especially when the Magic were able to find him on cuts. He was good inside the lane. Um, it, what he did outside the three-point line was a little less, on, less high on. But other than that, defense was fantastic obviously created a lot of steals, was kind of roaming and picking at the ball, and I thought did a really good job uh, taking his chances when he could and and making plays. And really, the whole Orlando team did a really job with deflections. I don't have the count on deflections in this game. Um, let me see if I can find it for, for us real fast. Um, I don't have the, the, the official count, at, at least the count that the Magic used, which is probably the count that really matters. But Orlando, I thought did a really, really, really nice job getting into passing lanes and, and really making life difficult for uh, for whoever they were playing, uh, for, for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Jonathan Isaac, I thought, had a really nice game as well. Um, you know, I, I think that it, what was interesting was it, it felt like, uh, it felt like with Aaron Gordon out that we might see Jonathan Isaac take a little bit more of a forward a role in the in the in the offense, and that's not really what happened. And I would say, you know, Isaac still does a really good job playing within himself. I think his shot is better. I think his offense is better. His handle is a lot better. He's able to attack more off the dribble, but that's still not his game. His game is still not one where he's trying to uh, to attack you one on one and beat you one on one. He finishes the game with. 13 points on 3-for-9 shooting. So he gets to the line for 5 of 8 free throws. 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, and a block. So he's, I mean, Isaac's offense, you know, you're going to get good offense. You're going to get decent offense from him. I don't think he'll ever be a guy that's going to be the number one scorer, on, scorer this year. Or that's, that's just not where he's at in his development. His defense, though, is just unbelievable. Um, and and I, I, I mentioned this online after the Detroit game or while I was watching the Detroit the, the Detroit game a second time appreciate how special it is to have someone so good and instinctual on defense at 21 22 years old like he's only going to get better on that end as long as he stays committed to playing defense there just are not guys that want to play defense at that level and John Collins you know who some people think is going to be a really good player for the Hawks. I don't know if he's nursing an injury or something. Two points, 0 for 8 shooting, seven turnovers. I'm pretty sure at this point, John Collins has nightmares about Jonathan Isaac because Jonathan Isaac was everywhere on him and made his life really difficult all game long, just challenging shots. And Isaac is just, 
He's willing to be physical now. I, th- I think that's really important too. I think he's he's willing to take hits. He's willing to get bumped, and and he can take those hits and bumps now. Like he took a few falls uh, in the fourth quarter that are just like you know, you don't need to be trying that hard, Ji. Uh, but but he is. I, I mean, I'm beginning to get convinced that we will see Jonathan Isaac on an all defensive team sooner rather than later. He is he is getting to be that good and that impactful defensively. So um, I want to just note that at this point um, that, you know, the offense may not quite be there for Jonathan Isaac, but it will get there very, very quickly. Another guy whose defense deserves credit is Michael Carter-Williams. Six rebounds, four assists, four steals for Michael Carter-Williams. He also had a block. Um, Four turnovers, one for four shooting. His, you know, offense wasn't fantastic. I think he was as guilty as anyone of of trying to force things, but um, Steve Clifford called Carter-Williams one of the best defenders he's ever coached. That's probably a bit hyperbolous, you know, a little bit of hyperbole there. Um, but Carter Williams' defense has been very good. If you think Carter Williams is ceding that backup point guard role to Markel Fultz, um, you are probably a little bit mistaken because uh, Carter Williams is going to be tough to keep off the floor if he's playing defense the way he's playing. I will say this, though. Pairing him with DJ Augustine in the starting lineup, probably not how I'd want to go. Um, you know, I think that his shot is still not there. He's still not much of a threat offensively outside of just attacking off the dribble. And so I think that that's going to remain remain something to keep an eye on or remain something that the Magic have to work around when he's in the lineup. And especially, you know, play, I know I know there's plans to play Michael Carter-Williams and Markel Fultz together. The fact that neither of them are going to be able to shoot much is, is definitely an impediment to that lineup and, and something that I think the Magic will have to think about at, when they get to the regular season. But overall, Michael Carter-Williams' defense has been very, very good, very, very active, getting a lot of deflections, getting a lot of steals, and, and I think especially at the point guard position, that's what you want to see, just a very disruptive player overall. Final guy I want to talk about, we haven't talked about him much this preseason, is Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic finishes this game 6-for-11, 13 points, 4 rebounds, with an assist, a nice bounce pass to Terrence Ross. You know, Nikola Vucevic's stat lines haven't been super impressive in the preseason. He had 10 points, 10 rebounds, I believe, against the Pistons on Monday. Fouled out of that game. Just He's just kind of quietly going about his work. I mean, Mo Bamba's put up some big numbers, and this game Mo didn't have a great, great game in this one. Um, you know, he's kind of just caught out of position. I think, you know, I, honestly, I, I think I think at least one of the reasons the Magic's offense struggled so much is I think there's they're a little winded. Um, you know, first big stretch of games of the season, they did, you know, you know, full training camp, then they go to San Antonio, then they go to Detroit, then they go to Atlanta, and, you know, you're playing three games in six, in five days. Um Right off the bat, I think that's really tough. I think fatigue got them a little bit in this one. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, I, I think giving them Thursday off was a very good decision. The Magic will not practice on Thursday. I, I think that might be their first day off, either first or second day off uh, since, 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 the, since the media day, since the training camp began. Since training camp began. Um, but overall, I, I think that... I think that Vucevic is just kind of quietly doing his work. Um, you know, I, 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 of all the players, Vucevic is the one guy I am not worried about at all about being ready for the regular season. You know, not that summer league, not that the preseason is a formality for him. I'd like to see him begin to ramp things up. But I think the Magic generally know and trust Vucevic will get himself ready. That He's not someone that they feel like they have to get himself into rhythm. But I will say this, Vucevic, I thought, missed a lot of shots that he normally makes 
and just his timing on and his touch on some of those shots seems a little bit off. And and again, when you're a post player, it's all about that touch. And so he'll find it. Um, I, I'm not super worried about it overall, but um, overall Vucevic just hasn't been impressive. Um, but it's not something I worry about a ton. I, I do have faith that Vucevic will be ready when the regular season begins. I don't think there's any reason to believe that. Believe that. I think the Magic are not running a lot of plays for Vucevic or running plays through Vucevic like they normally will when the regular season begins. I would expect to see that ramp up as we get through the rest of the preseason with just three games remaining. So Orlando doing its job, defeating the Atlanta Hawks 97-88. to A strong, strong, strong defensive effort overall. Can't complain about that. The offense, definitely some work to do. Defense, probably some work to do as well. Gave up too many offensive rebounds. Um, didn't convert enough off those turnovers. Really just a sloppy kind of pre... This was a preseason game. This, If you want to know what a preseason game looks like, watch this game against the Hawks. It was, it was very preseason. Lots of, lots of mistakes, lots of little things that you know are going to get corrected uh, very, very quickly um, as, as you get ready for the regular season. So just a... Just a, a uh, a game, just a game of in that ilk. Um, I would say just just the first time the Magic really look kind of sloppy and and not as organized as they usually are. So we'll see how they respond after day off on Thursday and and get ready for Friday's game against the Boston Celtics. You just want to see them clean these things up and continue to round into form. We've seen them play at a very high level, so we know that Orlando is getting into that shape. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Um, you remember, you can download our podcast wherever you download podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr_md For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 